the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, it's Wine Women Radio Hour. I'm Marcia May Cumber, and I am here with Lisa Adams Walter. Woohoo! And we have a special guest with us today. Colby Smith. Welcome, Colby. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. It's, it's great to have you with us. And actually, we are in a really super cool, brand new tasting room location. And I think, Colby, you've been here more than the rest of us. It's not even, it's kind of officially open, but they haven't really done the grand opening. You want to tell us a little bit about Fortunati? Yeah, um, I've known Ellen since she first, she and Gary first moved here, and um, we both kind of said, I had moved here around the same time from Mm -hmm. Malibu, and we both said, who are we now? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, now she has, she and Gary have developed this incredible tasting room on a home property, which is really remarkable, and she is an educator par excellence. I love how she explains the wines, and I learned so much from her. Yeah, she, she's really terrific that way. So for, Fortunati is here smack dab on the valley floor in Napa Valley. Um, we're actually getting right now in the tasting room to look out um, at the mountains. Um, we can see uh, Mount St. Helena in the distance. Uh, and the Mayacamas range um, over to the uh, west of us, um, looking quite beautiful on this uh, sunny winter day. So um, a big thank you to uh, Ellen and Gary uh, Lucktel for uh, hosting us here to record the show. And we'll be talking with them in the next show uh, about uh, Fortunati and what their tasting offerings are and all that. But right now... We wanted to focus on Canvas Napa Valley and all the things that are going on. So Colby, for those who don't know, is the founder and executive director of Canvas. And we should probably start with, what does the acronym mean? (laughs) (laughs) It started out as CANV because we were just (laughs) in Napa. And so the acronym meant Concierge Alliance of Napa Valley. But then we spread to Sonoma, and now it's Canvas Concierge Alliance of Napa Valley and Sonoma. Thank God it made a word. (laughs) (laughs) And it isn't new, is it? No. Canvas Canvas has been around for uh, at least a decade, I think. Over a decade, 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So let's back up and say, Colby, you, you said you and Ellen came here both kind of with this sense of What's the next chapter? It's time for a new reinvention of myself and my career. Um, What bubbled up through your head to go, I'm going to do this. This is what this, the wine country of Napa Valley needs. Uh, When I first moved here, I didn't know anybody. And I moved up here all by myself. And so I thought I would be a concierge and meet lots of people. That sounds pretty smart. (laughs) And so I am blessed to have worked for three and a half years at Villaggio Estate. And um, after about three and a half years, I thought this community, this hospitality community could be connected more. And nobody has supported it. It was like all these concierges and wine educators and everybody are doing all this work and bringing millions and millions of dollars to the valley. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever said, oh my God, you people are amazing. Thank you for the brilliant job you do. How can we support you? And so that's really where the mindset came from. And then Monica Stevens, who now with David Stevens owns 750 Wines, Mm -hmm. and I said, let's do it. And Monica was with me for about a year, Mm -hmm. and then she and David opened 750 Wines. And that's kept her very busy, in addition to her duties running the shelter for for the animals. Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So a very big enterprise in itself, taking care of... Not only small pets down to rabbits, 
uh, and guinea pigs, uh, but of course dogs and cats, but she will also care for livestock when oh, needed, particularly have, around the fires, man. She really stepped up for that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they have pigs, they have horses, mm-hmm. they've rescued goats, you name it, and they're yeah. there. And you're so right. Oh, my gosh. The work that they did during the fires of rescuing all those animals and going into devastating conditions and pulling them out it was just so touching and amazing yeah and and she has also of course uh, developed quite a network to help do all of that work of rescuing animals so um so i can imagine that kind of made her time available to continue with canvas very limited and this left you pretty much running the whole shebang once again a sole proprietor <laughs> of an entrepreneurial business I, I i would like our listeners to know who the members of canvas are yeah. it's not just concierge so can oh, you describe yeah. who the members are there's a common denominator and that's literally everybody who interacts with the visitor So it's the concierges, the tour guides, the restaurant staff, the hotel staff, um, the balloon pilots, the wine tasting room educators, anybody who's interacting with guests. It's a lot of people in Napa and Sonoma. Yes, it is. (laughs) Giant professional network. It is. And so I know uh, from being on the mailing list, of course, um, that Canvas hosts a lot of events in different styles. So you have hospitality education events. You have kind of discovery events. So people who are tour guides can learn about uh, new properties and new wineries. Why don't you uh, fill our listeners in a little bit more completely as to all the various service offerings that Canvas has? Wow, thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My background is PR, among other things. And so I'm a big believer in multiple impressions. So what I wanted to do was try to find as many ways where people who became members of Canvas could get their name out there. So basically, members of Canvas, we're trying to raise them above the noise of so many wineries and so many other hospitality businesses. So we have, every quarter we have a larger networking event and it's at a different member's location every time so people can see it and enjoy it. And our culinary members bring Mm -hmm. the food and it's always stellar and we have live music and those people get to show off because Mm -hmm. they might be hired so it's really a showcase for all of our different kinds of members Um, festival napa valley Mm -hmm. uh, napa valley film festival uh, yachtville live all those um organizations get to show off and make sure that everybody who attends these events is aware. So it's like a mini mini exhibit Mm -hmm. hall, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then we have education that I'm incredibly proud of with Holly Steele. We've been doing it for eight years and we do it twice a year and it fills up every single time. At first it was mostly concierges and then the tour guides and now it the room is at least half full from, of wine educators. What is Holly educating about? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how to make hospitality from the heart. And by the time you leave that day, you are literally chomping at the bit to make memories for the people that you interact with. So... It's everything from kind of taking a look. She's very funny. She dons these instant costumes, uh, boas and crowns and hats and and personifies the different types of guests that we have. And so everybody's cracking up because they've had them. There's the entire... (laughs) They recognize them. Exactly. And so her humor brings memory for them to the lessons and so um, for example with somebody who's kind of entitled not only does she help them recognize that but she takes it a step further and she says now how do you interact with the person who's entitled think about the fact that everybody just wants to be recognized and so how can you recognize that person put them at ease make them feel special and then their personality will expand. It's not the person, it's the personality. Very good. Fascinating. 
lot of psychology behind that. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Well, a lot of people say, you know, I've used this with my most difficult client, my husband. Oh, <laughs> oh. There we go. <laughs> well, and if it's successful, then obviously she's way on the right track there. So yeah. So yeah. very, very cool. So that's another thing we do. And then we also do direct-to-consumer training with Sandra mm-hmm. Hess. She's mm-hmm. remarkable. And she's a different pre- presenter. She's more case studies and numbers and facts that really help the attendees understand how to improve and enhance their tasting room mm-hmm. or their winery or mm-hmm. whatever when they're interacting with guests. Okay. So she's great. And then we have something called a Quick Connect which is also networking. Mm-hmm. And as you might suspect, it's just like speed dating. And so we have about 45 minutes of meet and greet and wine and food to prepare mm-hmm. them for the evening. And then they sit at tables for two and they literally get five minutes to tell each other about their businesses. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Well, and then we funny. ring a bell. I ring this obnoxious cowbell. And <laughs> but you got to do that in fan. order to get them to move around. Yeah, right? I bet it's yeah. hard to get them to get up and move once they're going. It is. That's so true. Boy, you nailed it. Um, and so that's it's really high energy and really fun. And it's a very popular event. And let's see. What else do we do? Well, there's a little thing I've seen called a magazine. <laughs> it comes out. Matter of fact, it's called canvassing wine country <laughs> that was so, a good segue <laughs> i know good segue there and in point of fact we have the latest issue that's coming out in front of us and as, as i said off the air i absolutely love the cover with the woolly weeders uh we do need to uh Keep the sheep out there to uh, help keep the cover crap down. And our, for our listeners, um, one of the more <laughs> organic methods of weed control is to literally hire sheep yep. that cruise around the vineyards and, and keep the grasses down. Um, and the fertilizer so the, up. And the fertilizer <laughs> up so that when the frost hits, um, the air can circulate a little bit better. Um, so on the cover of this issue of Canvassing Wine Country is an image of some of the woolly weeders yeah. cruising through some vines. And they look like they're having plenty of fun. They are. Uh, and the lamb, the lambs are sitting there on the cover, and they're all um, relaxing with mom, undoubtedly. So cute. So, so cute. <laughs> so very cute. So how did the magazine come about? Canvas had reached 10 years in winter of 2009. And 19. 19. 19. And having started in 2009. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, I would really like to do a magazine of 10 years of hospitality. Mm -hmm. And so who else could I call but Lisa Adams Walter? (laughs) We've known each other since the beginning of Canvas. Yeah, when she was launching it. So yeah, I interrupted you, sorry. And somebody (laughs) I have incredible respect for. I mean, she's just, number one, an extraordinary writer. Number two, just a lovely human being to work with. And she she has a really good creative view of things um, and knows how to sort of spin it in a way that draws you in so that you really want to read what she has to say and yep. i'm very very fortunate to be working with her very thank cool. you colby and that that respect is mutual colby is one of the most <laughs> idea driven people i've ever met and i, I think we're going to hear some more of her ideas coming up but it was it's been a really neat partnership and project um, that we've been doing for a bit over a year now um, this the issue that we have in front of us is volume two issue one the mm-hmm. one that we're working on next is volume two, issue two, which will be spring, summer. So that's nice. coming out soon. Very yeah. cool. And um, so who Lisa, is the, who's it for? Who's uh, the magazine for? Who should be reading it? Great question. Picking it up. Do you want to talk about that? Um, we can both talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take a, I'll take a um, word from Colby, which is that all of these people that are members of Canvas are known as the professional recommenders. So everyone's recommending things, whether you're eating at a restaurant in Napa, you might say, what, what's your favorite tasting room? Um, or if you're in a tasting room, you might say, where do you like to have lunch or that sort of thing? So um, as a whole, 
that group has a voice. And what we're doing with Canvas is that the voice of the magazine is the voice of the professional recommenders. So while it, the audience covers that, that small percentage of, um, of that voice, the recommenders, it's also for the consumer. So it's a, the voice of the professional recommenders for the consumer audience. And we're really fortunate to have that 10 years of membership with Canvas to be able to be that voice. And so the way I describe it is that the magazine's about 80% consumer-directed and about 20% trade-directed, mm -hmm. but presented in a way where the consumer gets to peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, a, I think that's a great way to put it, you know. Uh, looking behind, looking behind the the curtain or uh, the behind the scenes, uh, little documentaries they do behind movie shoots and things like that. It's a yeah. it's a way to see what's happening on. Colby's on way the better movie. at explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> for Not sure, true. for sure. But what a what a breadth and depth of knowledge to be able to use your membership as resources for the magazine and. Um, what's up and coming? What's the new place to go? Um, you know, who's who's got a new restaurant that's open that's got a, a really unusually cool menu uh, and maybe has, um, you know, a new bed and breakfast that's come out, um, you know, or been or gone through a complete remodel and redo. Uh, and so uh, getting to experience the new version of it. Yeah. And that's perfect for consumers to hear about. And we have the little sections in the magazine. And, and with all that said, and the fact that it's the voice of this community, I do want to emphasize that it's a very elegant magazine. Um, that's kind of my background mm -hmm. and Lisa's too, um, where, you know, I worked with thick paper stock. Yeah, a Really exactly. nice, elegant stock on here. The photography, as you mentioned, is... Um, quite beautiful throughout and the layout and all of those elements we we, well, the, we felt like the visual message is as important as the written message mm -hmm. and um we we people are so overwhelmed with information now that our stories we have a f you know a few lengthy features and mm -hmm. then we have the departments that colby began to mention which are shorter punchier stories um, about different topics mm -hmm. yeah like we have um a topic called discover and another and we put a few brand new wineries or mm -hmm. rebuilt wineries in there and then there's another one called sip and that's kind of fun we did a whole article in one of our issues about um, at the napa valley museum about a whole cocktail and food pairing and so that was in SIP. And then there's, of course, we couldn't have a magazine without been there because <laughs> that highlights all the amazing events. Right. And events uh, and openings, um, everything from artists to entertainment. Um, there's just a real element of discovery. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that's, that's our goal is this element of discovery. So Absolutely. These are all wonderful things that you can find. And this issue is just out or coming out shortly this one's been out for a while the winter issue yeah we're just okay. about to launch the spring issue we're very excited about that very cool the pictures are going to be amazing <laughs> <laughs> now one of the things that i note that you have in the, this issue is a whole story about art yes. in wine country and outdoor galleries and of course right now we are sitting in a veritable art gallery here at Fortunati, and as I understand it, they're going to be having rotating exhibits um, here throughout the year um, with the artwork. I know that Gary and Ellen are avid art collectors um, to begin with, but there are many places throughout Napa Valley where you can catch a lot of artwork indoors and out. Um, what were some of the things that you learned about art in Napa Valley uh, in this issue? Well, I hadn't been to Donham Estate, and I had no idea of the vast outdoor sculptural collection right. that they have. It's absolutely amazing. And then there's the obvious stuff like um, Bunny Foo Foo. Right. <laughs> Bunny Foo Foo up <laughs> the you alley. you can't miss. <laughs> <at all. laughs> the large rabbit. And, and now I've noticed that Bunny Foo Foo is on a giant billboard in Napa. 
when yes, you drive I north. Saw <laughs> I saw it when I was uh, so, coming up here Bunny today. Bunny Poo Poo has become very iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Robert Mondavi Winery, of course, there's right. a lot of art there. I know that that's mentioned in the story. Um, it, it, I, I can't recall is, all yeah. the places mentioned right now, uh, but there's there's just a ton of outdoor art all over wine there country is. that's available for free. I mean, the town of Yountville has an entire art walk that has right. rotating pieces, which is really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and they have the mu- and of course they have the museum itself, right, uh, in Yountville. And I also noted, of course, one of our newest museum locations really is um, 1881. Um, which has just had its formal opening next to the Oakville grocery store. Um, another enterprise of Jean-Charles Boisset's um, mind that runs wild with ideas, <laughs> endless yes. ideas, and has converted uh, that building into kind of a museum of Napa Valley viticulture history. It is, um, which is another cool. example of the kinds of events that Canvas does. I decided to launch something called Wine Speak. And that's for concierges primarily, mm-hmm. and maybe tour guides. And it's really to help them understand the language of wine so that when they're talking with the guests, they can feel much more comfortable and enjoy the conversation. And so 1881 was the perfect place to have that. Sure. <laughs> and Jean Charles was, of course, uh, am- an amazing um, contributor to that evening. Um, but in addition, they brought in the winemaker and they brought in uh, this gal, Lynn, and I apologize, I cannot remember her last name, but she's written mm-hmm. historic books about Napa. Do you know her last Lynn name? Farmer, maybe? No, I, I, I know who you're talking hmm. about. Yeah, and I can't recall her Could name be. right now either. Liz anyway, Farmer? Lynn. It's definitely Lynn, it's Lynn. Lynn. L-I-N. Okay. Yeah. But she did a wonderful job of talking about the history, and then their winemaker talked about the wine, and so that was a wonderful education. So that one was about reds. The next one will be about whites. And then after that, we're doing one at Trinquero, Mm -hmm. where Barry is going to be talking about comparing the wines of Napa and the wines of Sonoma. Perfect. Is that Barry Wiss? Yeah. Oh, I love Barry. He's <laughs> wonderful. What an yeah. educator. And then in adi- and then the last one in this particular series, there will be more, is uh, all about bubbles. Oh, Yay. nice. And there's a new bubble tasting room that's about to open that's in right. April. Be bubbly. Uh, Very Erin Riley. And so, needless to say, it's going to be held with her assistance. Very, Very cool. nice. I'm a founding member of Be Bubbly. Very good. Oh, joined. <laughs> Bravo. Well, I've kept to support these women in business. I've never met a bottle of bubbly I didn't like. So there you <laughs> go. Or glass or yes. taste, anything. <laughs> Although we don't have any here with us today, but that is quite all right. <laughs> so exciting to hear of all of these openings and what you've been able to capture in the magazine. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, uh, where can people pick up canvassing the Wine Country magazine? Well, talk to your local concierge, for okay. starters. All right. And then they're at both of the um, Oakville groceries, the one mm-hmm. here in Oakville and the one in Healdsburg. Okay. They're at 13 hotels in San Francisco with the, oh, ho- with the concierges. And uh, the general store and... M- you know, most of our members okay. have them. Okay, perfect. They're sprinkled all throughout wine country. Okay. They're at a lot of the um, depots where you might arrive, such mm-hmm. as, you know, the Evans California Wine Country Depot, um, where people take the transportation to and from the airport. Um, and a lot of different locations. Well, and certainly the visitors bureaus, duh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Almost forgot <laughs> then that. there are those. Visitors, very important visitors bureaus. Yeah. So, so yeah. listeners, if you're somebody who's uh, further afield and looking at your wine country visit, this is going to be something that you could pick up um, at your hotel probably from your local concierge there or if you're visiting the visitors bureaus first before you go on to visit a specific winery we or something. We also have them available online in issue. Mm-hmm. And Colby, you want to share the URL? So if someone's listening from afar and they want to look at back issues or the current issue, they're available online. Yeah. Uh, the URL is conciergealliance.com slash magazine. 
Easy enough to remember. Very yeah. good. And if you're listening in, you're wanting to learn more about Canvas overall, obviously conciergealliance.com without additional slashes. That'll take you right to the home page. And uh, you can look at a lot more things there. Um, I was very curious your mention of the, um, the the Speaks series, the Concierge Speaks. What had you been hearing from concierges about their challenges speaking to, to their uh, clients and their customers to help them out? Was it um, the vocabulary? Was it discerning the differences between the different varieties? Um, what, what did they feel were their biggest challenges that they faced that you were addressing specifically in this uh, kickoff at 1881? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I would say the challenge is that a lot of concierges come to the valley, get a job, and to be perfectly honest, in the very beginning, like myself, when I came here, I knew nothing about wine. I knew nothing about the region. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, Villaggio hired me. <laughs> <laughs> that's because she's one of the most charming and lovely people on the planet. <laughs> and that's the first that's the first qualification for a concierge. And it's true. Being personable. You can hire people for their personality and you can teach them the rest. And that's what we're helping to do. So, you know, I think it's it's Again, supporting that community, um, mm -hmm. specifically helping them understand the varietals, tasting different Cabernets, mm -hmm. and seeing how the different AVAs or Appalachians make the flavor totally different. So things like that, um, I think helping them feel the passion and the excitement of the history is really important. And... That's actually a second announcement I'm going to be making. <laughs> well, dig right in. You don't have to wait for me. Go ahead. Drum roll, please. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, take it away, Colby. Well, um, I am going to be starting something, and I haven't named it yet, so this is really, you are really getting the wow. first announcement. Behind the scenes peak, folks. Yeah. Okay. But it's going to be a series um, where you join and you end up becoming a Canvas ambassador, okay. uh, a tourism ambassador. Now, they have something like that over in Sonoma, but we mm -hmm. don't have anything like that in Napa. And huh, nobody's wanted to happened? start. I know. <laughs> the Visitors Bureau didn't want to do it. And um, the um, Vintners... Uh, Napa Valley Vintners does something once a year, but that's all. And so we have so much of it in place. We have the research days in place. We mm -hmm. we have, um, and I'm working with Paul Franson, by the way. Oh, nice. And Because he has written several books on yes. everything that goes on in wine Paul country. Paul knows Napa Valley. He's, yeah. he's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, Napa Valley Life. Yes, and uh, so he's going to help with a lot of the written material that will help keep people informed. Okay. And we'll be doing the research days and giving people little pins so mm -hmm. that when a guest comes up to the desk, they know that that person has taken the time to really learn, going back to your question mm -hmm. earlier, to really learn about the valley. And like I said, I didn't know anything. I wish there had been something like that when mm -hmm. I first moved here. I had to do it all on my own. So is it becoming like a certified sort of person in a way? Yes. Of, of, uh, you know, you're gaining this knowledge? About yes? Napa okay. Valley. Yeah. And, okay. and Paul, Paul's publication is Napa Life, Napa Life. Mm -hmm. Dot com, I believe is yeah. his. I just want to mention that because right. he Napa does a Valley weekly, a different thing. Right. weekly mm -hmm. like newsletter that is just he. It's chock he knows so everything. Much. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he knows. He everything. also does radio. He does. Yes, does radio, and mm -hmm. he writes periodically for the mm -hmm. Napa Valley Register. He's a columnist. And, yeah, definitely. So yeah. very experienced yeah. PR pro as well, and yeah. uh, so he's going to so be forth. great to work with. I'm very grateful that to him. That is very, really cool. Yeah. That's Super exciting. Cool. So that's coming up. And so that's going to be open to um, people who've been through your programs before have been primarily concierges and wine educators. So now the ambassadors would be opened up to people who are not necessarily in those professions. 
Yes and no? Yes and no. But we really are going to be focusing on the professionals mm-hmm. that are interacting with the visitors. Okay. And giving them... And then we'll see, you know, maybe we want to grow because as Lisa said earlier, you know, a lot of people get asked, I mean, you could be standing in a, in a retail shop and say, what are your favorite wineries? Everybody needs to know. So, Mm -hmm. so, but you could be, you could be working in a hotel and be a banquet manager You know, or, you know, you could be, uh, you know, or you could be a front desk person. Or a bellman. uh, uh, Right. Right. And, you know, somebody who is not specifically a concierge um, or a tour guide and go through this program. Well, I think the other cool thing is this is something that someone can work to to attain and then they can use it as a reference on the resume. Maybe they don't want to be a you know, a certain have a certain role or position. Maybe they want to become a concierge and be a way for them to, you know learn that for the person aspiring right yeah absolutely thank you for mentioning that that's really important yeah nifty that's gonna be cool so i'm flipping through the magazine some more now and i see we've got a whole new steakhouse and opening what do you what do you want to leave as a little bit of a teaser here for our listeners about um you know what you learned in putting together this issue well, one thing I learned that was really fun, and this is how I think both Lisa and I kind of evolve in the topics. Perry Lang Restaurant, by the way, mm-hmm. is what you're referring yep. to. In Yontville. That's on the, in Yontville on the Villaggio property, um, or Yontville Estate, they call it now. Um, and then another thing is I was at an event one evening, and there was a gal there that I had a lovely conversation with, and it turns out she came up here from San Diego or somewhere and came up to be an apprentice with a blacksmith. That's a little bit of an unusual profession to follow. (laughs) Especially for a woman. (laughs) And as I'm talking to her, I thought, the more she spoke, and you'll see why in a moment, I thought, oh my God, this would make a really great story. And it ties in with the art because she studied with him. And in the magazine, there are photos of sparks and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And she um, evolved and developed her skill. Mm-hmm. And now she's created amazing metal pieces of art for Trefethen and Trincaro and wow. all these different wineries. And I'm so proud of her because she's just started from scratch and, and made something really remarkable happen. Colby she was, is um, referencing Julie Henry of Carbon Street Design, and she's in the current issue right now. Thank you. There's some, some great pictures of her and her work in the magazine um and they're very creative pieces um that that is uh, challenging work to do between you know the heat the weight exactly um and you know and many other elements involved with uh metal working um uh hat tip to her i tried to learn welding and i was terrible at it and that's like the basics (laughs) So, wow, uh, that's impressive. Uh, I, I failed at it in a bit big ways. <laughs> Another regular feature that we have that um, Colby helps put together is that we have recommendations from a couple of concierge in each issue, mm-hmm. someone from Sonoma and someone from Napa. And that's always kind of fun to see what they come up with, you know, what their favorite things to recommend are. Um, for that the, season. Yeah, yeah, for that season. And in, in the last issue... Um, we had a, maybe you want to talk about these people since you know them, David and, um, Amberly. Yeah. Um, well, Amberly's at Solage and, Mm -hmm. uh, she's concierge up at Solage and, um, she wrote about a winery, Jericho Canyon, Jericho Canyon, which is just the most charming small winery. It's definitely old napa not rustic the wood is new <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's very personal and very family and the other thing that she wrote about is the old grist mill oh the yeah old bale mill old yeah. bale mill right yeah. and Which is really cool yeah and that's you know you can that's go in there i've done it thing to do yeah. yeah i've done it and you go in and you can get um uh flour 
and bring it back and cook with it. And it's just been ground right there. It's right. really fun. Really fresh. And they, and they one of the few places that still use a water wheel for power. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so gathering all of that, you asked the question, what did I learn? Mm-hmm. And Lisa may have something else. But <laughs> for me, I learned that I get to feed my curiosity. And I, any time I meet somebody like Julie or somebody else, and I think there's a wonderful story, I get to share that with a whole bunch of people, and it's yeah. really rewarding. It is. There's so many stories to tell. I mean, it's it's really just never ending, and there's way more than we can ever fit on the pages of this <laughs> magazine. <laughs> oh, well, I want to say one other thing. May sure. I? Are we running uh, out of time? No, no, no. no. We've, <laughs> we've still got plenty of time, I, okay. so we can hit on a lot of different points. Go ahead. I want to. I want to talk about two things that I'm really excited about coming up okay. in the spring issue. Okay. And that is, I had the most spectacular experience at Kendall Jackson. Tucker, who is mm-hmm. their um, director of culinary gardens, mm-hmm. is the most adorable, knowledgeable, down-to-earth guy. And he literally took me through the entire garden, which, of course, is now little baby plants, right? right. So he's yes. telling me what they're going to grow into. Mm-hmm. And he took me into the greenhouse and... I got a picture that I even think might be magazine worthy. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not really a photographer, but it was, I was shooting straight down and it was those squares. You've seen it before. There's the squares of all the little baby plants. And mm-hmm. so one is all green, squares all green. And another one is a bright pink and another one is a pale green. And so you see these things and he gave me a taste of a little leaf and it's something that he managed to bring over from France that nobody else had yet. And he's now growing it and giving it to, um, uh, French laundry Mm -hmm. and they supply this, the, uh, what is it? Single thread, the red thread. What is it? Single thread over in Healdsburg. And, um, so I got to taste this little plant. It tastes exactly like an oyster. Wow. It is so bizarre. And then we went in for lunch. I was with Randy Ullum, the winemaker. Mm -hmm. And so he took me in and we did a wine pairing. And there's this amazing lunch that they do. But all of a sudden, on my plate of food are these little micro plants that I had been seeing in the the, uh, gardens. And it was a whole nother level of eating, I have to say. It was amazing. These gardens are incredible. And then the, so that's going to be the farm that we do in Sonoma. Mm -hmm. And then the farm in Napa is Longmeadow Ranch. Wonderful. And I, again, had a wonderful tour way up in the hillside where most people don't get to go. And I saw bulls with heads much broader than my shoulders. (laughs) Wow. They were amazing. (laughs) And right up close. I mean, they were like a foot Mm -hmm. away from me. Oh, wow. So that was really fun. And there'll be pictures of those in the magazine. And um, they have the olive mill, which was Mm -hmm. really fun to see the actual granite wheel and how the olives are milled and how they add in the lemon Mm -hmm. and all these other little special touches. So those were two days that I get to share. Those are really In the magazine. Fun. It's amazing. Very cool stuff. Lisa, what are you working on for the next issue? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have some food-related stories that I'm working on that I, I don't want to give away That's too okay. much. Um, there are some other really cool things coming up that some other writers are doing, though, as well. There's one on distilleries, mm-hmm. um, which will Wonderful. be really kind of um, fun, and there'll be a sense of discovery with that for sure. Um, we also have someone covering horseback riding in the vineyards since it's going to be the spring Fabulous. summer issue, which will be really, really terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, Colby? <laughs> I'm trying to think right now. Put on the spot. I'm like, what else? I think the uh, development of distilleries uh, and breweries uh, in both valleys uh, has been a real bonus mm-hmm. Um just you know because wine you know wine is one category there are a lot of varieties of wine um that are grown and made here um but there are people sometimes who want to break with a totally different type of drink 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a great thing. In, in fact, you, in this current issue, you have a, a bit of a feature on a brew, a local brewery here in this current issue as well. Um, several breweries in Napa and Sonoma are in that story. So it's kind of a nice little guide. If you're interested mm-hmm. in checking out the microbrews, there's several in the winter issue in both counties. Yeah. Because yeah. when I lived in Napa, I think there were only a, a couple coming up, and it's been, you know, uh, well over seven years, ten years um, to me since they really started to get going. So it's great to see yeah. these developments and changes in, in what you can explore. Well, and um, recognizable names as well as names you've never heard of, and you taste these beers, um, Mad Fritz for example. Right. He's amazing. His beers are like oh, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a winemaker, I believe. He is, is. a winemaker. So he started out with wine. Yeah, he went from wine to beer, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I do note that there are many winemakers who are big beer fans, and, and um, some have made both, or some just go to beer because they need a break after a lot of tasting right, when, they're, right. when they're working on blends and things like that. So a lot of possible changes out there. So it's great to see how things have evolved. And uh, right now the county is um, looking at some new legislation again in terms of protecting forest land, protecting watershed, Um what, yay. What, yay. Uh, what do you both want to say about um, your perceptions about um, Napa's sense of um, sustainability and um, doing things that are more environmentally sound and friendly and types of things? What do you want to well, comment on I, that? I think it we need to be really grateful to the forward thinking people many decades ago who put in the ag preserve in Napa because it really helped keep Napa Valley, Napa Valley. Um, I know it presents a lot of headaches and problems for people when they're trying to build things and develop things, but there's a reason for that. And that's really to, to keep Napa what it is, Mm -hmm. which is a really beautiful agricultural destination and place to live. Um, the hillsides are protected. The hilltops are protected. I mean, there's some sites that have been grandfathered in, um, but you don't see giant developments covering the hillsides in the Napa right. Valley. Um, the same in Sonoma with the Sonoma Land Trust. I think that they've really done a great job at preserving some giant pieces of open space. Um, and I think both um, organizations on both sides, the, the growing and the vintner organizations in Sonoma and Napa have been terrific about going green. There's um, a Napa Green program. Sonoma's been had a, an initiative to go completely sustainable for a number of years now, and they have landmark, you know, goals in the future so that all of their members are, you know, green and sustainable. So I think it's been a really, really positive thing. And Sonoma now has reached almost a hundred percent, eighty or ninety percent yeah. of of uh, a. Or not organic, sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. sustainable. Yeah. and that was their goal. Just within two yeah. years, they they right. made it happen. And so they're they're right on top of that. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean, it's it's great. important for our health. It's important for taking care of our water tables. It's important mm-hmm. because what we're growing, someone's consuming. Um, and, you know, it, it's important for a lot of reasons. Right. Yeah. I live in the middle of four vineyards. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm happy to say. And um, and when they're spraying and stuff like that, to know that they're using things that aren't going to poison me is really important. Yeah. Or your chickens. You should tell us about your chickens, chickens real quickly. Colby <laughs> has chickens. Colby has the most amazing chickens. <laughs> and I bet they all have names. Do they all have names? Of course they have <laughs> names. <laughs> One of the roosters is named Benoit after the winemaker. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Very clever. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm now getting it. I have 15 chickens, two of whom are roosters and uh so 13 hens and i'm getting 12 eggs a day now i'm getting oh, a dozen holy eggs. moly i that know so i've been giving them away <laughs> but, you, but you do something special with the way you feed them i mean they truly are organic start to finish oh so. yeah well i give them organic regular chicken feed but then in addition to that i order very specific individual seeds and i 
put a blend together that's really healthy, just the right ratio of protein and the right ratio mm-hmm. of everything else. And um, I feed them that. But what the real kicker is, I ferment it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chicken kombucha. <laughs> Exactly. So they can absorb all those nutrients and helpful to me is they have to eat less food because they're absorbing it. So my food, chicken food bill isn't quite as high. That's very clever. They're the most beautiful eggs on the, on the, in the Napa Valley, I'm sure. Probably beyond. (laughs) Well, I have blue eggs and I have, um, my Morans make these dark chocolate colored eggs and, uh, Pink eggs. Oh, what fun. Yeah, they're fun. Well, that's got to be fun. Come Easter, you've got pre-colored eggs. It's true. It's true. (laughs) What fun. So, Colby, I have to ask, where do you see Canvas in another five to ten years? What do you, do you you have some big, long dreams that you haven't, that that are out there and you're going, I'm not sure how I'm going to. You know, impl- you know that's yeah. the thing about goals. You don't have to know how you're going to get there, but you might have a big dream for yeah. what you think it might do. Well, there's the near goals and the farther goals. And I, I'll start with the farther goals. The farther goals are that we have such a wonderful system in place with the website resources Mm -hmm. and with the way that the events roll out and Mm -hmm. how helpful that is. And I would really love to share that with other regions. Um, And I think initially, like when we went over to Sonoma, Mm -hmm. they were a little fearful and, and threatened that what was Canvas doing? That's our job, but we're, you know, but I think they've come to realize, I mean, I've partnered with them now on a number of events, and I think they've come to realize that there's room for everybody, and the more ways that we can support our community, the better. So to be able to help people in other communities understand that would be really nice, you know, taking it to Washington or to Virginia has already expressed great interest in doing something like this very good well they have a quite a thriving wine community in virginia they do so uh, that would be a good fit and they're fun because they're creative they're different they have to be creative because of the weather yes yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah because i've seen some shots recently of some cold stuff but they're they're going through crazy weather like we are too yeah here we are you know middle of march and it's 70 degrees outside and beautiful and sunny like a beautiful summer day (laughs) uh so not what you would normally expect in wine country but um we've got it so we'll take it and not complain about it right so so with a little support maybe we'll take it to some other regions Mm um and then on the short term, there's something that I'm rolling out. Again, it's a piggyback off of the magazine, which mm-hmm. gives us our consumer focus. And this is what I was referring to earlier. It's called Canvas Curated. And I don't want to be a concierge. <laughs> it's not about that. But what I am doing is I'm putting together two or three initial days, and we'll see how it flies of pre-curated activities. So the first one is going to be um, going to exclusive, very exclusive wineries that Mm -hmm. are on people's home properties. Ah. And what Canvas Curated will offer is what no one else literally can offer because I have these long-term relationships and they trust me. And so I'll bring in only eight people and uh, they'll meet the winemaker or the owner. They'll get to taste varietals that they cannot get anywhere else. No one else can get them, so they're bragging rights. And um, they'll get an education that's absolutely amazing. And they'll be sitting there in this relaxed environment making new friends of the owners and the winemakers. Perfect. And the owners and winemakers get to get personal and friendly and share their passion with these guests in a way that is is being done somewhat, but I'm just taking it to a new level. It'll have an extraordinary catered 
five-course lunch at one Mm -hmm. of the wineries. And so it's all about food and wine. And so Canvas Curated is coming. That is exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Colby, one more thing before we have to go. We're, We're wine women, so we are centered on helping women achieve more in their careers and accelerate their careers faster. You're a woman in wine and hospitality. What, what kind of you know advice do you want to give women coming up of, I don't know if it's something that's along the lines of, I wish I'd known blah, blah, back when I was first starting or some other type of advice comes to your mind. What, what comes to mind? What comes to mind is a scene in a movie. Um, uh, what's the one? Oh, no. I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, do you remember who was in it? Yeah. Describe the scene. The <laughs> scene is, okay, it's, it's an remember. adventure movie. It's mm-hmm. a serious adventure movie. And um, Harrison Ford plays oh, okay. the lead. What's what? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you. In <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. See, I need help. Um, <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a scene where in order to get to the other side of this big crevasse, mm-hmm. you have to take a step and then the bridge appears. Oh, yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last oh, yeah. Crusade. Oh, yeah. Right. So yes. you have to take a leap of faith. It's yes. a leap of faith. And that's how I've lived my whole life is just step out there and do it and you'll be amazed at what you can create and you can adjust along the way. It's okay if it isn't perfect in the first step. <laughs> I love that. That is, that's great advice. advice, Colby. Thank you for Thank that. You. That's Wonderful incredible. advice. Yeah. So I want to make sure our listeners, before we go, know where they can find out more about Canvas and learn about it. Let's uh, reiterate again where they can find you online conciergealliance.com there you go folks that's where you find concierge alliance and lisa you can be found there for the magazine i can be found at conciergealliance.com forward slash magazine for this yes cool and her email address in case somebody wants to submit a story is lisa at canvassingwinecountry.com yes editorial ideas for the magazine that's the email address Great way to go. And for our listeners who would like to know more about Wine Women events, you just go to winewomen.net and you can learn all about their upcoming events. Uh, There's one actually happening this week um, further south from here down at Naked Wines. So, uh, But it will be going on before this actually comes out, before this airs. So that's why I'm not going to go through all those details anyway. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you so much, Martha. This has been great. Thank you, ladies and listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next time. We'll have another show for you.